0: You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress.
1: For being a part of this service today, thank you for taking time to be here, and I pray today is a great, great blessing in your life that the Lord speaks to you, the Lord touches you in a profound way today. We're going to invite our ushers to come at this time. They're going to receive our tithe and offering for today. And if you have a Connect card that you want to drop in the basket, I encourage you to do so. And if you would like more information about the Calvary Church, if you would like to know more about baptism or you want a personal Bible study, uh, this is a way for us to connect to you. And after the service, we have a guest reception where we would love to talk to you more. We have a free gift for you. And uh, thank you so much for being a part of our service today. I want to quickly say thank you, a big, big thank you to everyone who came last week and helped us at the Brookville campus, Brookville, Indiana campus. Thank you so much. Amen. And uh, we had a tremendous response and got a lot of great things done. Uh, we'll be having uh, some pictures and some before and after things here in the coming weeks. But uh, we got a lot of work done. We have a little bit more work to do. So if you uh, have some time in the next couple of weeks and you want to help there, make sure you see Anthony Henson and uh, he can point you in the right direction. But we're so excited ...about what God has called us to do in Brookville, Indiana. And also I'm thankful for a great team of uh, people who are continuing to pray... ...and to fast and believe for a church in Oxford, Ohio. We were up there yesterday driving through the city, walking through the city... ...praying and believing God for great things. We continue to make progress. Uh, Although it's a little bit slower than I want, we're making progress on the building... And that is good. Have uh, some new things that are developing with that and getting that back on track. And I'm thankful for that. But uh, more encouraging to me is that we have a team of people who are hungry to see a work accomplished in that city. And I believe the Lord is going to do that. So, amen. God has given us uh, some things in our hands to do for him. And thankful for the work God has called us to here in Springdale and in Cincinnati. And uh, just thankful for all of that. You may be seated today. I believe that God is uncovering some things for us as a church. And between our revivals in May and in July... And what I've felt over the last number of weeks, I sense a profound awakening, a revelation that I believe is going to lead us to some open doors. And I don't have the full picture of that, but I am confident that the Lord is speaking to us in very specific ways. Last week, I preached a message called The Power of the Prophetic, and I feel compelled today to continue down that thought, and if you have not had a chance to listen to that message, I sincerely encourage you to listen to that, not because I preached a great message, but I believe the Lord gave us some thoughts uh, for where He's taking us and what He wants to see happen. The power of the prophetic, prophetic in our lives is so important. And let me just say this, prophecy is important. Prophecy is important. Anytime God's word is declared, it can change things in our lives. We need the word of God declared in our life. We talked a little bit about how prophecy can be a few things. Of course, we think about prophecy most often as it relates to the book of Revelation, as it pertains to the end of time. But prophecy is not just about speaking to things that come in the future, but prophecy is speaking to things that can change the future. And I thank God for that. Prophecy is to utter forth or to declare a thing that is only known by divine revelation. Yes. And that's not meant to be just some scary or some, some lofty thought. It's simply understanding the mind of God and speaking the mind of God. What God has declared in heaven, we declare here on earth. That is what prophecy is. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. He said, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. I believe that we are called as spirit-filled believers to prophesy things to come things that god has declared in heaven we as spirit filled believers should declare those things here on earth prophecy is powerful because it sets our trajectory and it sets our direction and without it we are left to our own desires and our own ideas and i want to quickly just just Summarize a few points from last week, and I'll I'll get to where I feel to go today. But the potential that rests in prophecy and in the prophetic is incalculable. The potential. We talked about there is a potential to prophecy. The prophetic is how God has chosen to establish his work in the world. Jesus Christ came into the world because of the Prophetic, it was prophesied And he came into the world Jesus did what he did on earth Because of what was prophesied What was declared in heaven And so we understood that Jesus did not come to earth just simply to do his own thing, but it was the the prophetic word that brought potential to what Jesus was here on earth, so that potentially the good news could be preached to the poor, so that healing could be brought to the brokenhearted and liberty to the captives and sight to the blind and liberty to the oppressed and freedom to the enslaved and forgiveness to the indebted. That was the potential of the prophetic and that's what rests in us and that's what rests in this room today Great potential for amazing things But then there is as we discussed the Position of the prophetic if the prophetic promises of God are going to be fulfilled We will have to be where God wants us to be we have to be where God wants us to be if the prophetic is going to be fulfilled. There is a position to the prophetic. And if we are going to see God's will accomplished in our lives, we have to be in the right place. And then we talked about the process of the prophetic there is a potential to the prophetic there is a position to the prophetic and i would add there is a process to the prophetic there is going to be time hear me now there is going to be time between when you hear the word of god and when the word of god is fulfilled in your life prophetic prophetic fulfillment is often measured in years not just days And moments and so how often and how easy it is for us to get discouraged when the prophetic what we know God has said does not come to pass immediately after he says it I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that that's what last week was about but if we remain faithful to God while we wait for his word to come to pass The prophetic in our life will not just be potential, but it will be powerful. Jesus stood and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus was quoting out of the book of Isaiah, and he was saying, here's the potential that lies in this prophetic statement. 30 years, though, after that was, uh, uh, at 30 years after his prophesied birth, Jesus stands there and he reads that. It would be 18 years after he declares and he utters for the first time that he is about his father's business. It would be 18 years later that he reads this passage out of Isaiah. But he said there is a moment, there is a day when the prophetic comes into uh, existence and it comes to life. And he said on that day in Luke chapter 4, he said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. 700 years after Isaiah said it, 30 years after he came to earth, 18 years after he declared that he was about his father's business, it came to a point where he said, this day it is fulfilled in your hearing. And I thank God for the power of prophecy. I thank God that I can have confidence in his word. We just sang it that that if I believe it, uh, he'll do his word. Today I want to continue with this thought and preach quickly on the thought, the perception of the prophetic, the perception of the prophetic. Perception means the ability to see or hear or become aware of something through the senses. Let me state again, emphatically, as I stated at the beginning, we need the Word of God in our lives. We need God's mind in our lives. We need to know God's Word in our life. We need to know God's voice in our life. And when I say God's word today, I'm talking about the prophetic word of God in our life because it is simply the the declaration of what is known by the divine and what is known by a, a, a divine revelation. And so when I proclaim the word of God, if I read this word, if I declare this word, I am not declaring my own thoughts, I'm not declaring my own ideas, but I am uttering forth and I am declaring what is only known by divine revelation. And so there is a power to God's word. God's word in our lives changes everything. It changes everything in our lives. If we could get a word from God, it would change everything in our life. Has anybody ever experienced that in your life? It's the word of God that caused Noah to build an ark when there was no precedent for it, no need for it. It was simply the Word of God. It is the Word of God that caused and moved Abram to get out from a place that he knew to a place that he didn't know. It caused Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach to people he didn't like. It was the Word of God that was declared to him that caused him to move to a place where he wasn't comfortable. It is what caused David to face an an enemy that towered over him. It was simply because he knew the word of God and he knew the name of God. It's what caused Peter to leave the comfort of his home to go to the house of a Gentile named Cornelius. It was the word of God. It was a prophetic word where he understood that God is moving me outside of what I'm comfortable with. It was the word of God that caused Dananias to go to the persecutor of his people and to pray for Saul it was the word of God and only the word of God that moved him to that place and I've come to preach to you today again today this week we need a word from God we need the word of God I don't want to live just by my own thoughts and my own abilities and my own talents and my own intellect In education. I've got to move because the word of God tells me to move. I've got to go when God's word tells me to go. Because a word from God, hear me today, a word from God will change everything. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I'm reminded of the passage in Ecclesiastes 8. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. I don't know about you, but I'm a part of the kingdom of God. And where his word is, there is power. If he declares it, I can obey it and I can follow it. I don't have to understand it, but I can follow it and know. That is God's Word. Because things were created by His Word. In the beginning, God said it was His Word. It was His Word that created what we experience today. His Word. This galaxy hangs on His Word. It's in existence by His Word. You can look up into the sky. Em and I were talking the other night about the stars, looking up at the stars. You know why those stars are there? Because of His Word. There is a creative force to His Word, and I need His Word. The psalmist said in Psalm chapter 107, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He said to them out of their distresses, he sent his. He saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. It's his word that brings healing. I, I thought about the 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 guy who came, the the ruler in the. Um, The ruler in the New Testament came to Jesus and he said it was a a military guy came to to Jesus and said my my son is sick and Jesus said I I, I can't get there right now but the, the, the man said simply Jesus send your word if you'll just speak it he can be healed where did he get that idea he got it from the psalm who said he sent his word and healed them I believe that the power of God's word is able to go into any circumstance it's able to go into any prison it's able to go into any bar it's able to go into any place that you and I wouldn't want to be in but he can send his word and it can heal and it can deliver oh hallelujah for sake of time I won't read it but Isaiah said that we can be saved by his word God's word is powerful it is absolutely powerful in our lives and that's why there is power in the prophetic because when you prophesy you are not declaring your words your thoughts or your ideas you're declaring the word of god and here's what i believe just like god spoke in the old testament God is speaking today. Just like God spoke in the New Testament, God is speaking today. Oh, hallelujah. The issue today is not God's voice. The issue today is our perception of God's voice. Can we hear God's voice? On October 18th, 2021... Less than a year ago, a hiker was out in Colorado, hiking one of Colorado's highest mountains. He became lost for 24 hours. He was reported missing about 8 p.m. on October 18th, 2021, after failing to return where he was staying. Repeated attempts to contact the man through calls and text and voicemail messages were sent to the man, but with no response. Five rescue team members were deployed at about 8 p.m. to search the high probability areas on Mount Elbert, but they returned about 3 a.m. the following morning after failing to locate the missing hiker on the 14,440-foot high peak a second team set out at 7 a.m. The next day to search areas where hikers typically lose the trail, only discover, to discover that the man had returned to his place of lodging around 9.30 a.m. The hiker told authorities he had lost his way around nightfall and bounced around different trails trying to locate the proper trailhead before finally reaching his car the next morning about 24 hours after setting out on the hike Lake County Search and Rescue said the man reported having no idea anyone was looking for him the truth was the hiker had ignored the call the phone calls of the rescuers here's why he ignored them and what stood out to me as a spiritual principle. He ignored the repeated phone calls from rescue teams because they came from an unknown number. He ignored the phone calls of the rescuers because he did not recognize the number. He spent 32 hours looking for him how easy it is to miss the voice of God in our life because His voice doesn't fit our expectation of how God speaks or what we want to hear. We want God to speak in a certain way. We want God to use a method that we have pre-programmed on our phone so we know that it's Him. Several years ago, Kristen and I did a series at Growth University called Whisper from the book by Mark Batterson. In that series, we discussed ways that God speaks to us. And I want to remind us today that God still speaks, and more specifically, God still wants to speak to us. Now, I won't, again, take a lot of time rehashing all of that, but we understand that God speaks through Scripture. God can speak through. The word of God that is found in our Bibles, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. We can understand that God speaks sometimes through desires that we have, passions that we have. It's not our own desires, but it's desires that God puts in us that we can find God's will in our life and God's voice. The scripture in Psalms 37 four delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. We can sometimes see God's voice in doors that are open and doors that are shut. In 1 Corinthians 16, 9, it says, For a great and effective door has been opened to me, and there are many adversaries. God can speak to us in dreams where we are in our subconsciousness. We see and we hear the voice of God. This is found throughout Scripture in Jacob. Uh, Had a dream Joseph and Peter in Acts chapter 2 it says it shall come to pass in the last days saith God I will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams we understand that not only that but we can sometimes hear the word of God and God can speak to us through people. Our Christian experience is not meant to be some solitary confinement where it's just me and God. And I would dare say that uh, our, our spiritual leadership in our life is an important part of how God speaks to us in our lives. God created the body of Christ to help each other in times where we are uncertain. And so God will speak through his people. God will speak through promptings. God will speak to us through feelings and thoughts and we can see that in ephesians chapter 5 and finally god can speak to us in pain where we realize that our pain can have a purpose and god can use that pain for his glory what i want us to understand today is that god is speaking god is speaking the question is are we listening are we able to hear what god is saying One stormy night in 1763, William Cowper, a famous English poet, became extremely depressed. His thoughts were heavy and dark. But when he noticed a strange man observing him, he was pushed out of those dark thoughts. And later, Cowper would describe that moment as an invisible hand. Man, there, in a moment of darkness, became an invisible hand. Having suffered from mental illness most of his life, Cowper entered an asylum for treatment. and there he found God through the loving and Christ-like care of Dr. Nathaniel Cotton and through the Bible. Two years after leaving. The hospital, Cowper moved to Olney and met John Newton, author of the famous hymn, Amazing Grace. Newton ministered to Cowper and encouraged him to use his gift of words for evangelistic purposes. So in 1771, William Cowper wrote Conflict, Light Shining out of darkness which was later titled god moves and published in a hymnal the first line of this hymn is where one of our most popular modern day christian phrases comes from although though the phrase you may have thought it was found in the bible is not found in the bible but it's a phrase that, for the last 250 years, carries great weight and is a timeless truth that finds its roots in Scripture. So, in 1771, William Cowper wrote these words: "God moves in a mysterious way; His wonders to perform. His, he plants His footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm." Ye fearful saints fresh courage take the clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head his purposes will ripen fast unfolding every hour the bud may have a bitter taste but sweet will be the flower blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his work in vain god is his god is his own interpreter and he will make it plain God moves in mysterious ways. Anybody ever heard God works in mysterious ways? That's not in the Bible. William Cowper penned those words. But in other words, God speaks in unique ways. And I believe we will miss God. God. If we can find God's ability to speak to what we are only comfortable with. How do I perceive the prophetic in my life? If it is so powerful and it holds so much potential. And it's so important. How do I hear? How do I know the prophetic word of God? Matthew chapter six twenty five. I want to read this passage and thank Charlotte for leading our pre service prayer this morning and she alluded to this idea. I'm thankful for everyone who comes to pre service prayer. Matthew chapter six twenty five, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing look at the birds of the air for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not of more value than they which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature I'd love that so why do you worry about clothing consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin and yet I say to you How do you know what to do? Seek first. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Today, I feel compelled to tell somebody That if you want to know the word of God in your life. If you want to know the prophetic in your life. If you want to know the will of God in your life. And you want to know what to prophesy. Seek the Lord. That seems real simple, Tom. That sounds real elementary. Except it's one of the most repeated things you will hear in scripture hundreds and hundreds of times we are told to seek the lord yes. David said first chronicles 16:11 and it was repeated in psalms seek the lord and his strength seek his presence continually how will i know that god is speaking when i seek the lord when i pursue god how do i know what to do with my educational pursuit seek the lord how do i know what to do with my career seek the lord how do i know what to do with the troubles with my children seek the lord how do I know what to do with this condition in my body? Seek the Lord. How do I know what to do with my finances? Seek the Lord. How do I know what to say to my co-workers? Seek the Lord. How do I know where to find peace? Seek the Lord. How do I know what to do in my marriage? Seek the Lord. How do I know how to handle my blended marriage? Seek The Lord. How do I know how to handle the trouble in my life? Seek the Lord. How do I know what to do with the anxiety that I feel? Seek the Lord. I need a word from God. Where do I get it? I seek the Lord. I find him. I look for him. I search for him. I run after him. I do everything I can to know him and to know that he loves me. See, Jeremiah 29 said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope, but it doesn't stop there. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen. In other words, if you want to know what God really thinks about you, you want to really know the peace that God thinks about you, the thoughts of, uh, of good and not evil. You want to know that there's only one way to know that. And it's not me just preaching to you, telling you, it's you finding a prayer closet. somewhere, you finding an altar and saying, God, I need you in my life. I must seek the Lord. He says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen. And he said, and you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. I don't know how many of you feel like you've ever searched for God with all your heart but I felt compelled to preach to some people today that you need to search for God with all your heart. There's a lot of people you can listen to there's a lot of uh, uh, talking heads that you can listen to there's a lot of people you can get advice from and that's good and that's fine if they're giving you godly advice but even more than that I want to tell you you need to seek the Lord you need to find yourself alone with him and you need to pray until you find God because he said I will listen I pray that I don't seek him with half my heart. I pray that I seek him with all my heart. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I want to just, just lay out some things for you today. I still think it's important that you have a private time with God where you carve out time in your day. You carve time out in your life where you seek the Lord and you listen for the Lord's voice in your life. I still think it's powerful that you fast in your life. I think it's powerful that you push away the plate and say, God, I need an answer from you. I'm I'm pushing it back because I need something from you. I think it's important that you read his word every day. You're looking at his word every day. Why? Because the only answer that will matter at the end of the day is the word from God. What's going to change my atmosphere? What's going to change my life is the word of God. Hallelujah. Reality is those who don't seek the Lord will face the peril of their ways. Rehoboam was the last king of the united Israel after Solomon. It was under his reign that the kingdom split. In 2 Chronicles 12, 14, it says that he, Rehoboam, did evil for he did not set his heart to seek the Lord. He did not set his heart To seek the Lord. Proverbs 28 5 says, Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand it completely. Perception of the prophetic comes when we seek the Lord. It's why we pray why we gather together read our Bibles fast because we're people of faith and we understand that Paul said that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, yes. I want to conclude today the final passage. Now, have you remain seated just because of the length of it, and then we'll stand. Isaiah fifty-five, verse number one. Oh, everyone who thirst, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come by and eat. Yes, come. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. The nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. Verse number six. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that is, may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be. That goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Seeking the Lord is tied to us hearing the word of God. Seeking the Lord allows us to see God's plan for things instead of our own plan for things. Seeking the Lord allows us to know his thoughts more than our thoughts. And if we could ever get his word from heaven to earth, he says, my word won't return void. But it will accomplish everything that I sent it to accomplish. I need that word in my life. I need God's word in my life. You need God's word in your life. There's potential for great things because of God's word. But we understand... There is a position we have to be in to ultimately see God's word fulfilled. And there's a process to God's word, and it's powerful. But how do I begin? How do I get that word from God? I seek the Lord. I feel compelled today. I want you to stand with me. I feel compelled today. To encourage some people to seek the Lord. Yes. I know many of you have been in church a long time. You've been a part of a Christian environment. But I want to compel you today and what I feel for Calvary. That what God, God's word he wants to give us and where God wants to take us requires us to be people who will seek the Lord. Not to just go along with the ride, not to just go along with whatever, ever, whatever's happening here and there and in our lives. But people who seek the Lord, who are hungry for what he wants to do. My altar appeal today, and what I, I don't, I, I know not everyone can do it, number one, physically. And I don't want to embarrass anybody who's here today as a guest. But what I saw in my mind, people who seek the Lord, because seeking the Lord is a humbling thing. It's to say, you know what? I I don't really have the answers. I don't really have any ability on my own to make this problem go away or to fix this scenario in my life. It's a humbling thing. What I felt God call for me is the posture of kneeling, I don't know when's the last time you've kneeled in church, bowed your knee. And again, I I get there are physical limitations. But that's what I feel Calvary's posture needs to be right now, is a kneeling. God, we need you. We need you for our days ahead. We need you. To lead us and guide us and give us your wisdom. And I'm not going to read a book to fix it. I'm not going to talk to enough pastors and friends in my life to do anything. I need the Lord. I need the word of God. And that's what I would challenge you with today. You need a word from God in your life. Because the word of God Changes Everything It moved Noah It moved Abram It moved Jonah It moved Peter And I want to pray for us today And I wonder there might be some Who would just come and kneel On behalf of somebody else But we I feel called to compel you To seek the Lord today Seek the Lord Let tomorrow's troubles be tomorrow's troubles, but seek the Lord for today. God, I love you today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're speaking to us, the confidence that we can have in you. God, we, God, know that you are speaking in this world, just like you spoke in the Old Testament, just like you spoke in the New Testament, just like you spoke, Lord, to our heroes of faith. Just like you spoke, Lord, to those who were founders of this church. Those who over the last decades, God, have allowed us to experience your work and your will in this city. Lord, you're still speaking. And we need your word, Lord, more than anything. We need your word more than anything. And God, so we seek your face today. We seek your face today. Lord, there are troubles in this room. There are circumstances in this room, Lord, that are beyond anything that we could answer in ourselves. They're beyond anything that anybody could give advice around. Lord, we simply need your word to come and heal and to deliver and to set free. We need your word, Lord. And we understand that your word only comes when we seek you. When we seek you with all of our heart. When we seek you with everything that we have. Oh God, let there be a breaking in this place of our pride. Let there be a breaking in this place of our own, God, ideas and our own mentalities, Lord, that keep us from really hearing from you. Oh God, let there be a breaking today. Oh God, we need you, Lord. We're seeking your face today. We're seeking your face today. We're seeking your face today. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Everything you've ever told somebody in the last two months asking for their advice, I want you to cry out to God for it. God, I need your help. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we humble ourselves before you today. We humble our hearts before you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. 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 God's going to send a word to somebody to heal you today. God's going to send a word today that's going to give you peace. It might not change anything today, but it's going to set you on a path. It's going to set you on a path where you're just going to trust the Lord. God sends your word today. in a situation and he needed a word from God we talked about it a little bit last week but 21 days 21 days he sought the Lord before the word of God came to him I don't want to give up I don't want to give up on hearing the word from God just because I get impatient with the process and get impatient with everything going on and I just I want to know right now that God's calling us to seek Him with all of our heart all of our heart everything that we have and it'll change causes us to devote ourselves differently to the Lord when you're seeking the Lord it'll cause you to Change your behavior, change what you do with your time, what you do with your life. But I'm telling us, I'm telling us as confident as I can say, God's word, if we can know God's word, there is nothing can stand in our way. Even though you don't see the prophetic revealed, you're confident. You're right where you need to be. You're confident. Jesus Christ at 12 years old was confident. I'm about my father's business. No, the prophetic hasn't been fulfilled, but I know the word of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to seek the Lord We're going to seek the Lord Seek first To I love that passage When you get weighted down by life And hey I'm guilty as anybody You call Your dad You call your friend You call the expert You call whoever first And then when it all Still isn't going just right then we call on Jesus But we waste a lot of time and energy because if we could get a word from God first it would be amazing the decisions we would actually make in our lives I want to pray for you Lord we thank you for your word we thank you for your patience with us we thank you for being long suffering with us even when we get impatient with you and your process, Lord. and God, there's a reason why you over and over told us in your word to seek first the kingdom of God or to seek you with all of our heart. It's because we have a propensity, Lord, to not seek you. We have a propensity to do our own thing. But your thoughts are not our thoughts. Your ways are not our ways. And I pray that, our Lord, our lives would be, God, lived in a way That we seek you first with everything that we do. I thank you for this church. I thank you for what, God, you're calling us to do. I thank you for where you're leading us and guiding us. I pray, God, that your presence would be mighty as we go about this week. Lord, that when the weight of the world and when the worries of the world come back on us tomorrow, Lord, we would find ourselves on our knees saying, God, I seek your face. I seek your help. I seek, God, your peace today. God, we need your word in our life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for being here today. I want to just make a quick acknowledgement before we're dismissed. I want to thank and acknowledge uh, for Scott today, uh, who uh, today is going to be the last day. He's serving as our media director because of... Uh, a job that he is taking that won't ha- allow him to serve in that capacity. But I want to say publicly to this church and to him that I am very grateful for everything that he has done for our church um, in the way of media, webcast, sound, uh, visual, and with our facility. Uh, he has worked behind the scenes, literally behind the scenes, for the last four, probably five years or more working in this capacity, but uh, four years specifically. And during COVID, we could not have had the experience that we had, had it not been for his ministry. He has created an opportunity where people from different languages, Spanish, French, can hear the word of God through our podcast he makes sure that our screens show a bilingual screen. And I want to acknowledge him today and thank him. He doesn't want the mic, I'm sure. But, uh, but I just want him to know how much we appreciate him and love his family.